Hello, everyone, and welcome to the roadmap from Auto Finance News since 1996, the nation's leading newsletter on automotive lending and leasing. It's Monday, July 3rd, and I'm Joey Pizzolatto, joined by Riley Wolfbauer and Johnny Martinez. This is our weekly wrap on what happened in auto finance for the week ending June 30th, 2023. In general economic news, U.S. consumer confidence increased to the highest level since the start of the year on greater optimism around the labor market and, the ec- and economic expansion. The conference board's index rose to 109.7 in June from 102.5 in May, exceeding estimates in a Bloomberg survey of economists. The group's gauge of current conditions jumped to 155.3, the highest level in almost two years. In automotive, Lordstown Motors filed for bankruptcy last week. The move follows a protracted dispute with iPhone maker Foxconn Technology Group over a deal to make pickup trucks for Lordstown at an assembly plant in Ohio. The Taiwanese manufacturer said it it was preparing to pull out of their production partnership, prompting the EV startup to warn it could fail without additional capital. In auto finance, Fifth Third last week pulled out of indirect auto lending in select western states on the heels of declining auto originations. The bank is not exiting indirect auto and specialty lending, a company spokesperson told Auto Finance News, but rather is, quote, pairing back to reduce originations with the vast majority being in Western states outside of Fifth Third's footprint, end quote. Cincinnati-based Fifth Third offers indirect auto lending in every state except for Alaska, Hawaii, Louisiana, and Wyoming, and has branches in Florida, Georgia, Illinois, Indiana, Kentucky, Michigan, North and South Carolina, Ohio, Tennessee, and West Virginia. Fifth Third's pullback follows citizens' exit from indirect auto last month, Citizens on June 23rd priced a $1.5 billion asset-backed securities transaction and upsized the deal due to strong demand from investors. Citizens Financial Group plans to sell more bonds backed by prime auto loans following its first such such deal following its exit, Bloomberg reported. Citizens plans to issue around three to five more bonds backed by its $11.5 billion auto loan portfolio. On the electric vehicle front, Solera Auto Finance is prioritizing its new electric vehicle loan product over its non-prime product on the heels of its freshly inked partnership with climate finance company Tenet that is bringing the EV offerings to Solera's indirect dealer network. Solera Auto Finance offers Tenet's EV loans, which include charger and charger installation financing, to its dealer network in California, Colorado, Oregon, Texas, and Washington. Solera will push its EV offering and, quote, throttle back on its non-prime offering, Chief Executive Ken Wardle said. The move marks Tenet's first foray in indirect auto financing and follows the launch of commercial fleet financing for small businesses in May. EV prices have been falling as supply improves. Riley Wolfbauer has the details. In the second quarter of this year, uh, average retail new EV prices fell to just above $55,000. And so that's a year-over-year decrease of 15%. And that's pretty significant in EVs because, as we all know, the high price point is one of the big barriers to adoption for consumers. So 
as we see these prices falling, we might see consumers follow by adopting electric vehicles um, at a quicker rate. Uh, these price cuts came largely in response to uh, the large amounts of inventory that are available for EVs. Um, the new EV supply in the second quarter reached 92.2 days, which is up compared with 35.8 days during the same period last year. So EVs are sitting, as I said, at 92 days in the second quarter. And for reference, all new vehicle supply is sitting at 51 days currently. Uh, so EV supply is way more than um, internal combustion engine supply right now. So in order to move the vehicles and stay competitive and boost sales, we've seen EV companies cut back prices or cut back on the MSRP. We saw Tesla first do it, uh, I believe, in December of 2022. Then Ford followed to stay on par with Tesla. And now Hyundai is the latest manufacturer to cut EV prices. Uh, they cut $5,000 off of their Ionic 6 sedan. Um, so as there's this overflow of inventory, these OEMs have to move supply. So we could see potential price declines come in the future, and it could increase the amount of uh, share that EVs are taking up of sales. Right. And, you know, speaking of falling prices, falling used car prices are pushing up loan to value ratios on used vehicles. Uh, Riley, what's going on there? You reported on a story last week as well. Yeah, so as as you just said, uh, we're seeing loan-to-value ratios at the point of origination um, increasing over the past two years. And so that's putting consumers into greater negative equity and high loan-to-value uh, loan ratios at origination has also kind of indicated of where there could be softness in the portfolio and where lenders could see uh, delinquencies rise. So the average loan-to-value ratio on used vehicle originations jumped to 125% in the first quarter of 2023. Uh, that's compared with 110% in the first quarter of 2022 and 104% in the first quarter of 2021. Um, it is important to note that most of these elevated LTVs are concentrated in the subprime risk tier. Um, the average implied negative equity at origination with these high LTVs reached $6,700 in the first quarter, and that's an increase of 348% compared with the fourth quarter of 2021. So as I said before, there's higher LTV at origination points to greater risk of delinquencies. So used vehicle loans or after 12 months on the portfolio, used vehicle loans that originated with an LTV of 140 percent plus between 2018 and 2021 had a 60 day delinquency rate of above 7 percent compared with 5 percent at LTVs between 125 percent and 139 percent and a delinquency of rate of 4 percent on loans with an LTV between 100% and 124%. So as we see the LTV tick up, we see the likelihood of delinquency tick up as well. So this could indicate that there's softness in some subprime portfolios. Um, but overall, 
Portfolios are generally healthy, but it's more focused in the subprime area that lenders need to be concerned about. Great. Thanks, Riley. Turning to power sports, we had more RV news. Johnny Martinez has the details. Yeah, so power sports lender Iron Horse Funding is expanded into uh, RV financing and refinancing. Uh, the company announced that it's going to be in the direct consumer financing and refinancing for motorhomes with towable RVs, as well as in that indirect space that they're more so ironing out. But we know more definitively what's happening direct to consumer in financing and refinancing. And this is kind of a, a building upon what they've been building on really since they've started, right? They have ATV, motorcycle, personal watercraft side by side that they've been doing. They even expanded motorcycle and the personal watercraft earlier this year. And it's just you're seeing a company growing this space and get more involved in RV finance or get involved in RV financing, which, you know, they're not even the only one we've seen doing that recently. Octane Lending got into RV lending in August of last year. U.S. Bank got into omni-channel RV financing in April of this year. So just more and more companies wanting to kind of complete that space under the the power sports umbrella, similar to how we have it, where on our site, you know, we break it on-road, off-road, RV, marine. You're seeing more and more companies want to be in kind of all four of those buckets. And this is just Iron Horse kind of going that way and, you know, talking with their, their CEO. It was part of just the long-term vision of the company was to always end up here. This is where they're at now. And it's another person getting into more financing in these RV space, especially as this RV market kind of solidifies post-COVID. Great. Thanks, Johnny. That about does it for today's episode. Happy 4th of July to all. Thanks for joining us on the roadmap and be sure to follow us on Twitter and LinkedIn. We will see you online at autofinancenews.net and here next time.